If your restaurant has slow bathroom drains and grease blockages, call Superior Plumbing and Pipelining. Superior Plumbing and Pipelining's high-pressure sewer jetting and camera inspection of the drains will assure your peace of mind at your restaurant. Request a free estimate at superiorplumbingjacks.com. Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Atari Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. He's the first quarterback of all these quarterbacks, Jay, that have left their teams from a legacy standpoint. He would be the first to leave his team on his own. And what I mean by that is Brett Favre left Green Bay because they didn't want to deal with him anymore. Mm-hmm. They one foot in, one foot out, right? Joe Montana, we got Steve Young behind you. We like you, Joe. You're our guy, but Steve is better at this moment. Get out. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you go and you look at the history of the legacy quarterbacks that have left their teams, it's because the team didn't want them. Aaron Rodgers is the first that I know of that says, I don't want to be here with you. So it could potentially stain the Milwaukee-Green Bay relationship, but for how long? Hmm. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Zubin, Keyshawn in the morning, right here on ESPN 690, 6 a.m. until 10 a.m. Fred Martin, Austin Lane, Coos, Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690 every day, 3 until 6 p.m. We'll take you up until 6 here at uh, on a Friday, mm-hmm. heading into the weekend. By the way, uh, Fleming Island in the state Final Four leads it 4 to nothing in the top of the fourth inning over Vieira. So a very good start. Cody Carwile, our Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 Athlete of the Week, brought to you by Honda the Avenues, on the bump for Fleming Island. He's a good one now. Mm-hmm. Going to Georgia Tech, uh, MLB scouts been watching. Lefty get up to about 92-93. Right on. They are really built to, to win a, a state title with their pitching staff, Fleming Island is. It's tough to do. St. John's Country Day found that out yesterday. Bulls uh, still has a chance early next week. But uh, Fleming Island might have the deepest staff of anybody. They got a lot of arms and uh, right now protecting a four nothing lead. If they win tonight or finish this thing off tonight, they'll play tomorrow in the state championship game. So we'll keep you posted on TV as well on CBS 47 and Fox 30. See what Fleming Island does. I always wonder this as a competitor, you know, does it make you feel better? I wonder what my kids will say. Mm-hmm. So Ty and Creekside lost to Fleming Island, got walked off yeah. in the regional whatever that was, semis maybe. Yes. So does it make you and Kaylee lost to Winter Springs. They won today to go to the state title game. Mm-hmm. So as an athlete, do you feel better losing to a team that wins it all? Oh, like does it make it? Does it soften the blow? Say like, no. let's just say Fleming Island wins a state title and Winter Springs wins a state title. Kaylee and Ty, like I haven't asked them this, so I don't have no idea how they're going to react to it. Will they be like, dang, we we like could have beat both of them and. Maybe we could have won the state title, or hey, they were really good. We lost to the state champs. Nothing to yeah. nothing to be ashamed of. As as a as a guy who lost the game to go to state to the state runner ups in football, and then as a guy who lost the game to go to state, um, lost the state champions, got absolutely crushed out of nowhere. It was a big upset, actually. Uh, I it's it's it sucks just the same. <laughs> I'll be honest. There's 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 not one that that's worse than the the other. Um, it doesn't soften the blow knowing that you lost the state champions. It it sucks all yeah, around. I think people say it. I think they couch it that way. Sure. 
Like, I think it's like, well, you know, feel better. You lost the thing no. that went off. Because yeah, I don't know if I feel that way. I feel like, wait a minute. So does that mean because what you wonder is, are you good enough to win it all when you're three, four games away? Correct. And then what you prove it to yourself or that you think, like, shoot, we were good enough to maybe win it all. Correct. Which it's by the way, that doesn't even work well because just because one team beat another team doesn't mean you're going to beat them. No, like, that no, doesn't I mean, work that way. Yeah. It's a matchup thing. We all do that. Yeah. yeah. But that's kind of where my mentality goes. Like, For wait sure. a minute. I could have won this game and they went and won it all, which means we. So if we're on the other side of the bracket and we, we, we yeah. actually go to state. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's an interesting mentality. It hurts just, it mental hurts just gymnastics, as you like to say. Mental gymnastics, man. But yeah, that <laughs> that basketball game because it was it was a uh, I was the senior and it, we had four starters um, that were sophomores. Uh-huh. Um, so we were a very very young team and we were supposed to win that game and we it was a private school that we're playing against. Like we were like a kind of a we were kind of like the. We're just, you know, like the like the freestyle, just do what you got to do. You know, we're freak athletes playing against a bunch of. With all due respect, Justin Kuzar and Brett Martineau is just Mr. <laughs> Fundamentals, let's just say. I assume that's what Kuz's game is. And they was that, wiped was the that floor basically with saying us. a bunch of white kids? No, I, didn't, I mean, no. I, <laughs> so what was, he just said, I mean, it, he said Brett Kuz. No, I'm just saying very fundamentally driven players. You know, like, <laughs> like, like a bunch of T.J. McConnells, let's yeah, just say. Could shoot free throws. Could shoot free throws, <laughs> ran pick and rolls, ran, like, you know, had set plays and everything. And they mopped the floor with us. I, I never missed a dunk in my career. Um, in high school, missed two dunks. Oh, you were rattled. Oh, and the crowd, it was insane. And then the worst part was, is watching the, because we went to state, because we would go watch the state games. That was kind of like a tradition where you got out of school, you can go watch state games. Oh, okay. So we, we got to go watch the state games, and then, like, they played the highlights before it was uh, Ron Colley, the, the school was called, before Ron Colley came out. It's like, let's see how Ron Colley got here. Boom, Austin Lane misdunked. Boom, Austin Lane misdunked. I'm like, oh, now it's playing the Jumbotron for everybody to see. That's cool. Uh, that's not fun. So that was a bummer. Yeah, that was a rough game. That is. Uh... And then the best, and then my coach goes when because I'm sobbing because like this is the the last team sport I'm ever gonna play. I had track season, but let's be honest, track season, right? So <laughs> let's yeah. So like the whole because like, our student section was crazy. So they started chanting Austin Lane as the coach pulled me out because I told him to all right take me out because we we're down by like. 35. Oh, wow. I know. And I'm like, just take me out. And I said, you would get, you got molly whopped. We got molly whopped, curb stomped, <laughs> whatever you want to say. And I uh, actually, I came off the floor and I said, go put at the time. It was a freshman by the name of Mike. Uh, I said, go put Mike in. Cause Mike, Mike was like, he's like a freshman. Didn't play at all. He was like the last guy on the bench. I'm like, let's go put him in, man. Let him have a cool experience. So the coach listened to me, put him in. And then the whole crowd's cheering Austin Lane. And then we get to the locker room and <laughs> the sports radio, there's cameras there. Hey, you have time for an interview? And I go, no. <laughs> and, I, and I blow past them cause I'm pissed. I'm so, I'm so mad. And now in retrospect, I'm trying to look back at like, if that was you there and oh, you yeah. want to get a reaction, I would have been like, no. And I, like, I'd, oh, I'd dude, be like, was, back in the sports office, man, Austin Lane, he's up. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? I, I, yeah, for sure. Diva. Yeah, yeah. yeah diva. diva. More than that. Well, another D word. Listen, I, was, <laughs> I was super emotional, man. So I, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm losing it in the locker room. And no one's really saying anything because, once again, it wasn't supposed to go down like that. And then our coach goes, hey. We're a really young team. We'll get them next year. I, I just break down even more because I'm the only senior I'm on the team. I'm, year, like, I'm not there, coach, but appreciate you, man. Yeah, that was a rough one. Two things is I watch uh, in in I wonder this. I want somebody to do this. Clayton Freeman, I'm going to assign you to this task from the Florida Times Union. Yeah. I wonder you you brought up public school and private school. That's a mm-hmm. thing. That was a thing back home. Yeah. In Rhode Island, mm-hmm. it's less of a thing here. It's it's there's a lot of private schools and mm-hmm. very talented. Um, good coach, good programs, all this stuff. Like, 
I just I don't feel like it. Okay, when I was in high school, it was a thing. Yeah, like to beat the private schools for sure. I do feel like Same bowls here. still has that target on them a little bit. I do. I if you oh, go to bowls, like bowls, people yeah. want to beat bowls. Of like, course, it's just the way it is. Um, mm-hmm. And there's a lot of respect for bowls, I think, because of that. But they want to beat bowls. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I think I would love to know the like percentage of public schools that win state titles in all sports yeah. versus but, in in private schools there's so many private schools now in the state of florida like mm-hmm. I, I don't even some of the schools that exist i don't even know like when i see their names i'm like i'm not sure if that's a public school or private school but it sounds like a private school yeah so i don't know the percentage of it but what i will say and and one of the reasons i'm saying that like fleming island has a chance to win a state championship as a public school mm-hmm. it feels like i don't know if it feels like it's a bigger deal i just feel like it happens less but, frequently see the wild thing though about jacksonville is that you can go wherever you want to go yeah. like that's see like that even well, adds more florida, well, really, yeah, yeah. so yeah but, like, that adds even more to it, I feel like. Because, like, at least in Wisconsin, like, yeah, there was always the public schools versus private schools thing. And, obviously, like, anytime you play at a private school, like, there's that extra emphasis, yeah, yeah. man. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, but when you talk about you can go wherever you want, open enrollment, like, that's that's different. It like, is that's, different. Because I don't want to say it's, like, recruiting, but, like, you get well, that it's sense. kind of recruiting. Yeah, I mean, recruiting. people bounce all over. And yeah. they're bouncing so all over. Wild. Now, you got to have a seat at the table to be able to bounce. And yeah. it's very hard to do, like, in St. John's County because the schools are so filled up. Sure. But uh, probably so if there's a will, there's a way. It's an interesting um, dynamic. It is a very interesting dynamic. But I will say this. Like, I don't feel like – like, I know my kids don't – like, they don't say, like, hey, I want to beat bowls more. Yeah. Or I want to beat so-and-so more. Like, they don't talk that way. Now, maybe some of the kids do. Mm-hmm. But, I, I mean, we seriously talked about that. And, like, we wanted to beat – Bishop Hendrickson. Yeah, yeah. We wanted to beat St. Ray's. Of course. Like, they were the big school. Like, we yeah. won LaSalle. Like, yeah. Were, LaSalle was our rival. Like, they were East Providence against LaSalle. That was, like, like, the rival, man. I feel like any this school that's got a LaSalle in the name are balling. <laughs> yeah. Like, De yeah. LaSalle, Texas. Yeah, I think there's go. a LaSalle in California. In California, De LaSalle. Yeah. That's yeah. where uh, I think Maurice went. Yeah, yeah. Mojo. They're all balling in, with so, LaSalle. Yeah, so it's a that's an interest, but I'd love to know the. I wonder if it's as much as I think. Like, I wonder if more public schools win. And what else is interesting yeah. is like when you get the class eight A or seven A or six A, I think there's more public schools because of the the it's all on enrollment, mm-hmm. and so the private schools usually have less enrollment. And yeah, so they yeah. all exist in like the four A's, the three A's, the two A's. Yeah. And so I, I wonder if I, I wonder which one is no. which, and I'm not doing the homework, okay? So somebody else do it. There, there was always, <laughs> there's always controversy too around our time. When we lost that football game, we lost to St. Mary's, who's also a private school, by the way. But there was always controversy saying, well, show it, like, <laughs> People from my town wanted like the enrollment form to see how many kids actually went to school there. Oh yeah. Because there there was like there was controversy that they actually lied about their, their enrollment. Yeah. So like our town was demanding, show us the like, show us the yeah, enrollment it's like numbers. show us the tax returns. Show us <laughs> show us open enrollment right now. Show us how many guys show me how many kids. Enrollment you guys got. and birth certificates. Yeah, exactly. Right right serious now. deal. Yeah, like that was a, that was a narrative in the papers. Yeah, and maybe that narrative oh, has kind of changed now because it is kind of just yeah, willy-nilly whatever now right yeah uh, i'll times. say one other thing about the high school stuff and i'm convinced of this there was a kid last night for trinity christian the, the spring game i saw somebody tweeting about it. he's like an eighth grader through like could chuck it and yeah. and threw a touchdown like first possession yeah i mean 
That's an eighth grader playing against juniors and seniors. If you look at, like, Bowles played a team out Pensacola Catholic, a freshman threw against them. St. Yeah. John's Country Day played uh, in the Final Four, a freshman threw against them. Uh, the University Christian softball team, yeah. they have one junior, and the rest of them are either sophomores, freshmen, ninth graders, I mean, eighth graders or seventh graders. Jeez. The sports are getting, you think, like, pro sports are getting younger and younger? Yeah. High school sports, because of the specialization, uh, what they have at their disposal, you know, the bigger, stronger, faster athlete. If you're like, as you go along, yeah. so, just because you're a sophomore, junior, senior doesn't mean you're better. Yeah. Like, those kids coming up behind you are usually better. No, like, it's, yeah, for it's, sure. Well, I don't know about usually better. I still think there's a value to having seniors. Like, mm-hmm. Fleming, they're in the state final four. They have 11 seniors. Mm-hmm. That's a big deal. St. John's Country Day had a bunch of seniors who made it to the final four in baseball, at least. And then Bowles, I, I mean, some of their top guns are, are upperclassmen. So... There's a value to it, mm-hmm. but it doesn't. It used to be like everybody that was in like a state championship or even like in uh, the NCAA, if you go way back, was like juniors and seniors heavy, right? Those yeah. were the good teams. That ain't the case anymore, man. Yeah. I mean, these kids are there's like eighth graders See, doing man. stuff. I'll tell you what, though, with this open enrollment, man, and if my son wants to play football, uh, I'm all about this open enrollment because you better believe if my son wants to play football. Once Puzz comes back to town and coaches high school football, my son will be the first one to sign up for Puzz's team. I don't care where it is. Now, if, if it's at Bowles, then I'll sell my 401k right now. I'll take that penalty, and I'll send, send my son to Bowles. But wherever, <laughs> wherever Puzz is going to be the head coach, that's where my son's going to be. Yeah, that, he, he's he's going to be coming home, and uh, his freshman called me sir and everything. That's going to be good yeah. to see. Because <laughs> he's doing extra dishes. And then here's the thing. That's why I can't wait till Austin gets here. He's like, I'm signing up for Puzz. Maybe we're going to play for Puzz, Puzz, yeah. Puzz, Puzz. Yeah. And then Puzz is like, Puts Ronan as like the third string. It's like we're getting out of here. We're out of here. Offensive lineman. Offensive lineman. No, yeah. I'll tell you right now, Puzz, you ain't playing offensive lineman. I don't care. I don't care if you're Pop Warner coach. No son of mine's playing offensive line. Uh, that's funny. Hey, uh, Julio Jones, Aaron Rodgers, you think this is easy? Julio on, Jones Brent. on the move. Come on, Brent. Yes, Julio Jones on the move. Because see, here's what I think. What do do we think? Does Julio Jones want out? Do we know this? Well, it do, it certainly feels like more Atlanta is motivated to get Julio okay. Jones out of the contract where they're at. I, I don't I don't know why they're so motivated. Like I don't I think I would keep if you're keeping Matt Ryan, why not? Yeah. But they are they have acknowledged like they have actually I think Fontenot Terry Fontenot has said, listen, the nature we are listening, we're fielding phone calls. Sure. We the nature of our salary cap, where we're at as an organization, so, yeah. this might be in the best interest of our organization to do this. So let me ask you this. Meanwhile, you, Green Bay doesn't want to get rid correct, of that. Correct. And this is why and I'm joking around, but I'm a little serious. This is why I'm such a big proponent on the Kansas City Chiefs getting Julio Jones. You remember Clayus Campbell? Went to Baltimore, right? Yes. What did Baltimore give up for Clayus Campbell? Uh, a fifth. Correct. And when when that went down, what do we all say? Oof. I mean, at first we were all shocked that Clay Scum got traded in the first place. But then what do we say? You only got a fifth round pick for him. Yeah, that's it. Couldn't you got more? Like there had to be other options out there. Big contract well, too. They took on big contract too, of course. But come on, it's a salary cap, Brent. You know that doesn't exist. Yeah. But what what do we both establish on? They're doing Clay Campbell a favor. Right, because they yeah. respect what Clayus Campbell brought to the team, what he brought to the community, and they said, "Okay, man, unfortunately you can't be here, but since you can't be here, we're gonna set you up for success and send you to yeah, Baltimore. Yeah, we're gonna put you in a good spot. They're doing right by Clayus Campbell. Yeah, they would have liked to send Ramsey to Buffalo. Correct. I mean, like bad Buffalo, not good <laughs> Buffalo. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Uh, but at least so we'd have to shovel his damn driveway. Well, they would have sent him to Canada, but they could have you know pulled it off. 
With Julio Jones, you talk about a guy who's been a staple on that team for how long? Look at what they sacrificed to get him day one in the NFL draft. Yeah, right? yeah. So that, that guy has been a captain. He's been a, a monumental figure, uh, I think, in that community and in that locker room for a long time. So if he truly is on the trading block and Atlanta's looking to get rid of Julio Jones, you get the sense that they're having the con- – and keep in mind, it's, it's a newer regime, all this stuff. I get it. But they are asking Julio Jones, hey, Julio, where do you want to go? Where would you like to go? Where do you, I mean, we'll, we'll, you know, obviously, maybe you don't get your top choice, but we'll try to make it work as best as possible. Where do you want to go? And if you're Julio Jones, what's the goal, Brent? Super Bowl <laughs> yeah. at this point? Yeah. Kansas City. <clears throat> Kansas City Chiefs. Do they seriously have enough footballs with microchips in them to go to all those people? I, I mean, I know. I just think that. Like I'd go, you know where I'd go? Where'd if you go? I was Julio Jones, you know where I'd want to go? Tampa? Nope. Green Bay? Nope. Well, Green Bay well, actually wouldn't be bad. Well, depending on Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. Who are you going to go? Seattle. Oh, yeah. That's not bad. And, and if I'm Seattle, I think they can make I – yeah. can, I can make – I can be big in their offense. Yeah. And I can help them a lot. Yeah. And put them over the top. Yeah. I, like, I think I can make my biggest impact. Now, but, listen. Yeah. You, again, there's only so many snaps for Kansas City to get all those guys out there. Sure. And even starting to look that way a little bit in Arizona with what they've got in Tampa with what they've got – I think I'm a very good football team. I feel like if I'm Seattle, if I had a guy like Julio Jones to go along with what I already have, I mean, you got two physical specimens at the wide receiver position this now. That's true. If, if you have that, I'm I'm looking there if I'm Seattle and if I'm Julio, if I do have a choice, I'm, yeah, hey, I'd like to go out but, there. But here's the same thing, though, Brent. You know, it's almost like the Le'Veon Bell effect. Like Le'Veon Bell, you know, he had that contract in, in New York. It wasn't working out for him there. What did he want to do? He wanted to go to Kansas City, even though they just drafted a first-round running back. Yeah, that's fair. Which would show, okay, you're probably going to play Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Well, he gets hurt and everything, you know, and it is what it is. But, like, even, like, Le'Veon Bell wanted to go to Kansas City. Because why? Well, I want a Super Bowl. Yeah. I feel like Julio Jones could say the same thing. What about L.A.? L.A.'s up there. Yeah, catch pass See, from Matthew. You, I mean, I think there are a lot of places the, to go for but, him to it, have success. But would you trade the, would you trade in the NFC? I mean, I understand Clarence Campbell goes to an AFC, but, you know, we knew where Jacksonville was at the time. I think you're okay if you're Atlanta as long as out of the division. Okay. I mean, I'd rather not. Of course. Right? But I'm definitely not trading him to Tampa, New Orleans, Carolina. Correct. So, I'll give you some uh, about New England. Once again, though, I, I don't the threat to win a Super Bowl, I, don't, I mean, like, we'll see. But I think Julio Jones, like, what else does he have to do, Brent? Guy's gonna be a Hall of Famer. Go win your Super Bowl. Yeah, go win your Super Bowl. But he also listen, man. You got you, you know this. You but got how a lot much of pride, man? You're not gonna no, just, you just want to go you. be on a roster to win a Super Bowl. But he's not how that many, old. First of all, he's got three years left on his deal. I think it is. And he's, he's coming he's off thirty two. I know he's coming off. Yeah, but he's not thirty seven. You know. Okay. I mean, okay. I, I think he's still a really good football player if healthy. I think that's the biggest question mark. And of course. I want to come back and prove that I still got something left in the tank because I. You know, that's the way athletes think. I don't think he's just a roster guy. No, I hear you. I'm just, you know, you know, I want to see Julio Jones go to Kansas City so bad. I just want to see the internet break because, like, that would break yeah, football. Yeah. That, like, forget Aaron Rodgers and Deshaun, forget Tim Tebow with all due respect to him. If Julio Jones, and maybe Trevor Lawrence, we'll see. But if Julio Jones goes to Kansas City, it, breaking the internet. If Julio Jones does go to Kansas City, do you think we start having talks Kind of like what people say about the Dodgers and Yankees and Red Sox and like, hey, no, you can't, cap. You can't cap, keep man. getting all these guys. There's a salary cap. 
That's what. But what are we going to say? You, you can't have such a good culture where people want to come play for you. Stop it, Kansas City. Stop yeah. it. I wonder Stop if the conversation, so, can we, are we building super teams, and yeah. is that dangerous to the sport? I, I wonder if yeah. the conversation would come up. It would, it would definitely come up. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying think, I, I think that would come up. You think Roger Goodell would say, no, we're, we're going to beat this trade all of a sudden? Yeah. Never know. No, he's not going to. No, I, I just think would it be the first time in, in the sports history that that would come up, maybe. For sure. Like I don't even think when New England's winning big, maybe when they got Randy Moss. When we got Randy Moss, did we have any of those kind of conversations? No. Because people are like, hey, Randy Moss, he's going to go like punch yeah. uh, Bill Belichick down correct. the hallway if he says something. Correct. Him, right? They wanted to see it. Correct. Right? Yeah, yeah. correct. <laughs> so, and even like Antonio Brown. Like, uh, you know, because keep yeah. on, like, what, he was coming off of the whole Oakland thing and there was that, but like, he was still at the time had talent. Yeah, Tampa feels a little bit like that when they were getting Gronk and now people wonder, like, hey, Edelman, is he going to come down? Right True. Now? So, yeah, uh, yeah I, I just, I think those are the two teams. You and think, by the way, I, I think Tampa and Kansas City are the teams that would bring that conversation to the table. Sure, sure. And are like, is this good for the sport? I, I don't know if there's a way to stop it. Like I said, salary cap, hey, if you can manage it, you can manage it. Mm-hmm. But I do wonder if people would say, Wait a minute. Is this good for the game? These people getting this good. These teams getting this good. I don't so, know. I don't, I don't. All right. I, I wouldn't have as big a problem with it, but I think it would come to the table. So out of speculation here, let's put a couple teams on the table. Let's have a little wager. Julio Jones. You think he's going to see? Because I think Green Bay could be a viable option to show to Aaron. Like, yeah. we're sorry. Here's Julio Jones. Yeah, that's good have call. fun. You thinking he stays in Atlanta? You got him going to Seattle, Kansas City, or Green Bay? Or maybe some other team. Not I don't of. think he ends up on Kansas City. No? no. Okay. I would say I would bet against the Kansas City move. Mm-hmm. I know okay. you're you like it. I I would I bet against want, it. I just want to see chaos. I think there's too much going on in Green Bay for. Uh, I like your idea. Mm-hmm. I think a place like Seattle or like you said, Coos, even the Rams or somebody. There's a lot of destination places. Sure, but you're kind of on the I think Seattle right now. really makes sense. Okay. Uh, Again, we threw that name out there. I'd say Seattle over Green Bay or Kansas City makes more sense to me. So you got Seattle. Yeah. Okay. I definitely don't have Kansas City. Okay. I'm taking Kansas City because I want to. I want to watch the world burn sometimes. <laughs> I, I want to see chaos. All right. Well, while you're doing that, sit back with some <laughs> Vita de Luis tequila and enjoy the happy hour. <laughs> Vita de Luis Tequila, locally owned in Jack's Beach. Check them out on VitaDeLuis.com. And Yeho, Reposado, Blanco, three different flavors. Where can you find a bottle? All you got to do is go to VitaDeLuis.com. Drink responsibly. Vita de Luis Tequila. Heading into the weekend with a half hour to go here in Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. I got more for you. I do have this, too. Concerts or stadiums? Which one do you miss more? Mm-hmm. Being at, being at, mm-hmm. that is. Right? Mm-hmm. So would you rather... Or the press box. <laughs> the press box. Yeah, I want to know. I sure do I media pass or no? Uh, would you go... Would you rather, over the last year, you feel like you're itching to go to the concert or go to... A, a sold-out swamp, TIAA bank, you name it. Yeah. You got to give me an answer. I'll like come back on ESPN 690. Brent Martineau. But, man, when you hit, what is that button you used to hit? Like the X button to, to accelerate? Austin Lane. I haven't played Madden in, like, 
10 years. Sorry, uh, sorry to let you down there. Uh, that was a major letdown. Yeah. I mean, Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. I love it when it's difficult. I think that's why I do so well in the majors. I just know mentally I can grind it out. Um, you know, like when it's windy like this, it's, it, it's not so much putting. It's it's more about ball striking, and I feel like I struck it really well today, and um, I feel like that's why I've done really well. And you got to understand sometimes that par is a good score. You got to understand that 30, 35 feet is a great shot sometimes, and you just got to accept it and move on. I think that's Brooks Kepka from yesterday. Yes, he's out on the course right now. Made two eagles already in this round. He's five under. One shot back. Phil Mickelson now one shot back. Louis Oosthuizen is five under today, and he's six under. Has a one-shot lead. So I was wrong. I thought Mickelson, with the way that wind was blown, would have the clubhouse lead going into the weekend. But Oosthuizen has caught him for now. He still has five holes to play, which could be problematic. You'd like to be in the clubhouse sometimes on that course. Kepka still with like eight holes to play, so uh, or seven it is. We'll keep you posted. Mm. Uh, but it's uh, Oosthuizen six under, Mickelson five under, Brooks Kepka five under. Heck of a leaderboard. DeChambeau three under par today in his round. He's three under. He's top five. So uh, we got a heck of a weekend shaping up at the PGA Championship. How about this news, Justin? Brian Schneider, the special teams coordinator mm-hmm. for the Jacksonville Jaguars, is um, taking a leave yeah. from the team. According to Ian Rappaport, and uh, I have been able to confirm as well, okay. uh, here's how the it reads. Decided to take a time away from coaching for personal reasons. The team will fully support Schneider and his family during this time. So uh, I, I don't think what, – what happens when we think of these things is, okay, well, what happened? Like of what? Course. Yeah, like what? Yeah. I mean, well, did they have like a so Tebow crazy. thing, or I mean, were they were they did were they at odds or something? Or like you guys both said when I said something like that, like whoa, what, like what? I wonder why. Yeah. Right, that's our first reaction. Sure. Well, I think a lot of times we don't know why. I mean, maybe at some point we find out down the road, but well, I also think it, it's his, with his family. That's that's exactly yeah. it. Either him or his family. I think that's where my mind goes. Mm-hmm. My mind goes to that stuff, which can be um, obviously very delicate situation so uh you know whatever it is uh good thoughts uh with uh, coach schneider and and his family as he takes some time away we really don't know what that means right now does that mean he'll join the team down the road is this a permanent thing uh but i guess in the interim man i mean they're out on the field they're eventually going to get to a a point where they're at training camp special teams coordinator kind of a big deal Mm -hmm. uh what do they do do they hire another one potentially uh and i know you can't answer that but that'll depend on his availability down the road does he come back whatever it might mean or in the meantime can urban meyer handle some of that do they have enough does just charlie strong take on a role there yeah Uh, how does assistant special teams go Coach. Sure. Just yeah. gets promoted. I mean, let's be honest. A special teams coach is a very important coach, right? It's 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 one phase of the game. Offense, defense, special teams. So, um, yeah, th- there's obviously a lot more questions than answers right now. Obviously, the first thing should be hopefully everything is okay. Uh, I don't know what's going to become of it, Brent. I'll be honest with you. I think if, if it's me and I'm depending on how long he's taking off, um, if it's an extended period of time, then you try to find – a new special teams coach because they, they are a specialized breed. Like I understand urban Meyer could probably do it, but I want a guy with a lot of experience in that, in that realm. Yeah. And here's the thing, you know, there's a couple of things. We are in the end of May, you know, I mean, the hiring cycle is 
well over. Not to say there's not a guy out there you can hire as be a special teams yeah. coordinator or bring somebody else on to help in that phase of the game, but it'll be an interesting situation for Urban Meyer. And I, I guess now you start to look at this in totality, man, since Urban Meyer's been hired. He obviously had the Chris Doyle situation. He now brings in the Tim Tebow situation. That's yeah. his doing. And now you have this situation, which we really don't know many details about, but your special teams coordinator right before OTAs is taking a leave, and we don't know how long that will be. Uh, some, you know, you add some of that up, and there's a lot going on right now in the first few months of the Urban Meyer era here in Jacksonville. Yeah, I mean, you know, the whole phrase, he's decided to take time away. So, like, he hasn't resigned, obviously. No. You know, so it's, I don't so, know. Listen, this speaks, I mean, this, the, the way it's phrased, uh, everything I can get, this speaks to, there's not like there's, like, heads clashing here, uh, anything like that. Okay, if that's where your mind's going. Yeah. This is this is exactly what the in Rappaport tweet said, and that is for personal reasons. And sure. Personal reasons can mean a variety of things, as we know, and I have no idea what those things might be, but I think we have to take it at face value. Personal reasons usually means there's something going on, and it's serious to get you away from your job of course, and, and, and ask to leave for a little bit. Yeah, and so I think, position. and then even the way it was phrased, the Jags are supporting him. So we'll need, we'll see if uh, they're willing to talk about it, get more details about it as it goes. It just came in in the last 15, 20 minutes. Uh, but Brian Schneider, the special teams coordinator, uh, will not be with the team, at least for the foreseeable future. And what that does to the Jaguars from a staffing standpoint, special team standpoint, I don't really know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know, it's the forgotten part of the game. But if you go inside a building, if you go inside any head coach, it's a vital part of the game. Mm -hmm. it's, it's not the sexiest part of the game uh, for the fans and for everybody else, but it is a vital part of the game. Mm -hmm. uh, and we see it. You know it. People, people draft sometimes for special teams. People acquire free agents for special teams, you know, for that core guy. And, uh, again, it, it's a valued part. It's This isn't going to hit the fan like saying – like the fan of the Jaguars, this isn't going to hit them like uh, what if Daryl Bevel was now gone and Trevor Lawrence and the offensive coordinator and all this stuff, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It's just the nature of it. Yeah. People aren't going to say that about the special. They're not as concerned about Lambo or, you know, the gunner on special teams. Mm -hmm. But inside the building, we'll see what kind of impact this makes. And uh, now Urban Meyer has to make an adjustment again. Yeah, you have to make an adjustment on the fly. Um you know, you still have some time, like you were saying, so we'll see what transpires here. We'll see how long, um, you know, the, the, he's going to be gone for, and we'll play from there. That's all we got to go off right now. Uh, just looking up real quick, if I can get this fast enough. Uh, the Carlos Polk is the special teams assistant okay. for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Quite frankly, don't know a lot about Carlos, okay. but they obviously have an assistant for a reason, and suitable to do it i'm not saying he would be the best at being the the head man for the job in that I position don't. but at least he can at least they got somebody that knows special teams that that's where his expertise is and now you bump him a little bit for the until you figure this out how long is this going to be two three months is this going to be permanent can you find somebody else do you need to find somebody else is a question i mean again this just happened in the last 15 Correct. minutes so i think even the jags maybe if they knew for the last two days probably haven't found a solution yet no for sure and i'm not sure what his experience brings to the table 10 uh, years of it okay so yeah i mean that's he's been around the game for a while then i'm not sure how much of that it has been special teams but i think that's 
Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that would be fine for the, until the meantime, until you can come up with a different plan. So here's the deal. He's been special, uh, assistant special teams coach in 2019 with the Cowboys, uh, assistant with the Tampa Bay Bucks for about five years, coaching intern with the Cowboys, special teams assistant with the San Diego Chargers back in 2010 to 2012, uh, linebacker special teams coach as well at, at a small college out in California. So you know what? I'm, I'm good with that. Yeah, he's been around it. Yeah, I'm good with that for right now. Interestingly enough, he was out of the game last year. Uh, He has eight years of playing experience. Yeah. Uh, He's a Nebraska guy. Okay. And he's a native of Rockford, Illinois. Is that pretty? Is that James Robinson? Is he from Rockford, Illinois? Uh, Pretty close. Uh, I think that rings a bell. And. yeah, 75 well, career games with six you, starts Brent. in his NFL career, racking James up Robin, tackles. James Robinson, Rockford, Illinois, went to Rockford Lutheran Academy. Brett Martineau from downtown. Rockford, right? Rockford. Yeah. Yes. There you go. Sometimes I'm good, folks. Yeah. Uh, Polk was selected in the fourth round of the 2001 NFL draft, played in seven seasons with the Chargers, one with the Cowboys. Nice. So, interesting. Interesting mm-hmm. back background and i would say yeah probably a guy just kind of assumes that position and and the big question internally for the jags less again externally will be okay how long is this absence how long uh whatever's going on Mm -hmm. with schneider um that he has to attend to is this a permanent thing is this a seasonal thing is this um maybe be back in september Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. so i think uh, those are Questions we can't answer right now, but that's the news of the day uh, in that regard. Uh, Brian Schneider, special teams coordinator for the Jags, uh, taking a, a little bit of a leave of absence with the support of Urban Meyer and the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Hey, one more segment to go here uh, in the week on ESPN 690. I did ask, stadiums or concert venues, if you could pick one that you missed the most, which would it be? Miss seeing games live? You miss seeing concerts live? We'll kind of end the week with that on ESPN 690 when we come back. I haven't made any secret about the fact I want it to be. I have two constituencies out there I need to convince of that. One is the 30 teams. And I think for the most part, they've supported it. Again, I understand the sentiment. If I were a team with the seven seed, you know, in particular, the notion after a long season, you could potentially get, you know, play out of the out of the playoffs. I understand those feelings. And I think at the same time, the teams recognize the amount of additional interest we created over the last month of the season, plus those playing games, make it worth it. And of course, the other constituency is the players. For example, one player said to me yesterday that he really likes the playing tournament, but he felt it could, could potentially be a bit unfair. We moved to a 72-game season this year because of the pandemic and somewhat condensed. We had 10 fewer regular season games. I hardly heard a, a mention about it. You know, it was sort of we just went to 72 games and I think that the way we dealt best with the, the resting, although we have some rules around it now, was the motivation for teams to care about being in the playoffs and their actual playing position. That incentive is what made the biggest difference, I think, not the reduction of the 10 games. That is Adam Silver, NBA commissioner. Getting a little pushback on the play-in, but it's here to stay, no doubt. I mean, they're not sampling this for a couple of times without keeping this thing around, especially if State Farm's going to sponsor it. <laughs> <laughs> it is an interesting thing. I forgot about, honestly forgot until he said that, about 82 to 72. Well, and you know what's yeah. weird is, is they brought it up in the first play-in game where the stats for this aren't going to count towards regular season or towards 
playoff stats. So it's kind yeah. of this weird in between. Yeah, it's like, like the triple double the other night didn't count. Right. Playoffs. So it's kind of a weird oh, spot. Honestly, think I think they should just go put them in with the with the uh, playoff stats. But then again, you go back to like people with the record books. It's like okay, well now, if if say for uh, somehow the eighth seed goes all the way and wins the whole thing, they get an extra game in there. There's some stats it could. I just don't yeah, see. I just don't see how one game will factor that well, one or even two games. Exactly. Right. Because how fair is it? like if you want to take playoff stats, well some games go four. You know some series go four games. Exactly. Some series go seven games. You, so you how still, is that? Fair? You see the stat games played. Yeah. So you can always do an average. I yeah. mean, I don't understand why they wouldn't count those. Like if if you're gonna do it, do it. And they did that. They did the same thing with the the playing tournament in the bubble. They were like, these stats aren't going to count towards that. I think, I think it might have been John Morant had some crazy stat line. They're I'm like, sure well, it's did. just not going to go towards anything. Here's the thing: I'm if sure they can, this is what they'll do. If they figure out that they're going to do this all the time, mm-hmm. they'll count the stats and they'll retroactively maybe even put Probably. these in. Maybe. But yeah. the problem is they're just they don't want it to be a two year blip or a three year thing and be like, well, where did those things come from? Mm-hmm. You know, because it w- didn't become a constant. So I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's where it ends up. Uh, hey, Brooks Kepka now tied for the lead as well with Louis U stays in both six under par. So uh, looking for a good PGA Championship weekend. Uh, you can watch it on CBS 47. Don't forget Action Sports Jack's primetime, by the way. 10.30 on Fox 30, 11.30 on CBS 47 tomorrow and Sunday night. Uh, we also have our ESPN690.com. Two things to tell you about. Uh, well, three. You can listen to the show on ESPN690.com. You can also vote for our... Athlete of the Week nominees uh, brought to you by Honda The Avenues on ESPN690.com for the next few days. And you can also purchase the Dream 18 card, which is now the lowest it's ever been, $45 for the card. That is a steal, folks, with Father's Day just around the corner, trying to get them in your hands before supplies run out. 45 bucks, discounted golf, free stuff, and a gift for dad or you. <laughs> Quite frankly. Uh, so check it out. ESPN690.com. Also, SmackDown's on uh, tonight. Fox. On Fox. Thanks for, for helping for out. SmackDown tonight. <laughs> yeah. Fox 30. Yep. And we got AW uh, Double Nothing pay per view next weekend. It's Saturday. Yes. Uh, and be joined by John Moxley on Monday. I'm doing an interview with him. Oh, really? Yeah. We're going to play that in the show at all? Or? Uh, we'll see. We'll definitely see. on the YouTube channel. Yeah, definitely on the YouTube Action channel. I'll, 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 see I, I'll see if I feel like sharing hey, close, the interview. Close to a couple thousand subscribers. We're close. On YouTube. Yeah, we're over. over 2,000? We're over 2,000. Oh, we're right? over 2 now. So now, so. now we're, so we're making money, right? Uh, no. Well, we need a couple hundred thousand more? Well, um, I don't think we can turn that on because then I think the company is going to get upset with us. Oh, what company? The, the one we work for. We can't make money off it? Um... You're in this, Brent? Yeah, we need to go independent. We yeah, <laughs> that's, what, that's what I'm thinking. Worked for Levitard so, and Stugatz. They're making like 50 million. They're killing it. So you're saying we can't make any money off YouTube because of the company? I'm saying that well, they would, the company makes and, some and money. That way, it makes us look and, good. And by the way, it's Friday, so no one's listening from the company. I'm sure the company would look at it weird if we turned that up because it has to go to like a PayPal account. So I'll gladly put my banking information. Sure. In. Yeah, I mean, it's not an inconvenience for us. Want my Venmo? Sure, this sure. is 2021. No, it's but not what that I'm hard. saying is that the company. I'm going to say that you can't make money. Not right now, maybe. Yeah, not right yeah, now. Pay some not Bitcoin right now. Or maybe. Bear maybe, Martin, yeah. Buy low. But buy those dips. <laughs> buy those dips. <laughs> hey, uh, if you – what did you miss? Going to a concert or going to a sporting event? It, now, <sighs> yeah. like full crowd, if if I – the first thing you're running to, man, to buy a ticket for a game? Yeah. That you know is going to be sold out in 
loud and proud and, yeah. you know, all the feels. Yeah. Or a concert. You know, I mean, you can't make up the concert. Like, if you want somebody to festival? go on a, a tour and they're not touring, like, I could go to an Eric Church concert in this because he's now playing 55 different things. Well, you're going to Zach Brown Zach Band. Zach Brown Band. I don't mm-hmm. know if I'm going to actually go about tickets, but it's on a Friday night, high school football season. But good point. Oh, you can make it happen. Uh, I could go to, I don't know, what, Fenway Park is opening up at the end yeah, of the month, yeah. I think I saw. Bush Stadium's at max, max capacity tonight because they're playing the Cubs. Oh, are they? Yeah, so they said so they, max capacity they tonight. Put, yeah. Tonight? So anyway, what would you pick? I I got it. I mean, can I say festival or not? Music festival? Yeah, I think that counts. Yeah. So I'm going music festival all day, Brent. Um, You're a festival guy. I, uh, the, the whole family. Well, my wife and I. My son's a little too young for that scene yet. Uh, but no, I'm, I'm going festival all day. Music festival. Goose? Did you see the, the Rockville lineup? Goose, you watching Embiid and the Sixers in the NBA Finals? Or are you Ooh. watching like Jimmy Buffett? <laughs> <laughs> Um, Choose your next words wisely. <laughs> Honestly, I would. Uh, Justin Bieber? Don't say Jimmy Buffett. No, no, no. Okay, if you're telling you. me the 76ers in the finals, then of course I'm taking that. The 76ers or Ed Sheeran? Seven, well, 76ers just a regular game or. Regular yes. game. Yes. Uh, and Beats, maybe there's a lot of those. Sheeran. There's a lot of those. Ed's only coming through once in a while. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you got to couch everything, man. Tell you, like, the first thing you want to go see. You want the vibe again. You want Embiid going for 50 and you want to be there to see it? Or you just want to sing at the top of your lungs on Ned Sheeran's song? Yep. I want to be at the 76ers game. Oh, so okay. change his mind. Change his mind. If it, yeah, if that's the parameters. Like, like did I... Potentially... So many parameters, though, huh? Did I mean, I, how many fences can one guy pay did I, did in I, his I, first week of being 30? Did I potentially look up flights to see if I can go to New York to potentially see the Sixers-Knicks if they meet? Well... Might have looked those up. Save it for the Milwaukee-Philly series, huh? We should go. Could you imagine if it's the Milwaukee-Philly series, the back and forth between me and Coos? That'd be outstanding. I know, but the, the stupid Nets, though. Because you know the Nets are going to be good. Like the Nets are good. Yeah. Nets are going to be dumb good. Yes. <laughs> Next week we'll talk about Nets or the field. How about that? And we're also going to talk about the, the phrase dumb good next week dumb as good. well. That's, that's a thing. I guess. Hey, uh, don't forget, you heard it here. Get your steak cooked in the air fryer over the weekend. <laughs> you can still have a beer while it cooks for the 12 minutes. You don't need to stand next to the grill. Enjoy your oh, easy there is bacon about ovens. That. Uh, hope you have a good weekend, everybody. Uh, we'll see you on TV, CBS 47 and Fox 30. For Coos and Ocelain, I'm Brett Martineau. Have a good one.